Okay, hello, hello, hello. It is uh, Soho Radio. It is Reach Up Disco Wonderland on a Monday night here in uh, Soho, of course, in London. Myself, Andy Smith, and Nick Hawks. Hello, Andy. Greetings. Yes. One and all. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. A little tired after the weekend, uh, but uh, yes. no complaints. No, no complaints. you've had a busy few weekends, haven't you? Oh, man, yeah. Should been, we launch into that straight away? It's been full on. Yeah, yeah, well, we can do if you like, yeah. Go for it. Uh, well, bussy for me uh, and you. And me, yeah. Last Saturday. Uh, incredible. Flew past, didn't it? All the way through to yeah. 5am. Yeah. Loved it. Had a, had a wonderful one. Uh, weekend before, you and me uh, in Berlin. Berlin, yeah. Rather exciting as well. Yeah. Uh, playing at a club called Tausend, which has one of the coolest entrances that I've ever seen to a nightclub. Just a door. Just a silver door with a little square thing to, for somebody to peer through, and then it's just sort of like raw stone, isn't it, and brickwork. Yeah. It's just, you, there's no sign, there's nothing. No, you, know? you wouldn't even know it's there. You wouldn't. Would so, so that's very cool, and uh, we had a, had a great time there. Uh, and then, oh yes, well, and then weekend before that, I was in LA, uh, sort of around Grammy's time. So, hmm, you know, yeah, <laughs> hanging out and doing the doing, doing the, the do, yeah, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, quite a quite a full on three weeks uh, in a row, but very good. And actually. next week, well, of course, we uh, we're in Bristol on Friday. Friday, well, well actually this week, isn't it? This it's, week, yep, it's, yep, yep. yep. So it's going to be four action-packed weekends in a row and um well we've got a lot to be thankful for haven't we really yes yes so uh, yes we're blessed that's me slash us (laughs) and here we are again Oh, with a particularly good show tonight. It yes, all tell been, the people. All been well. well we've got Stephen um, from uh, Odyssey joining us uh, a little bit later. So Odyssey are playing for us uh, at Shindig, um, which is a great festival that we played at last year. And, and this year we're going to be joined by Odyssey Live. So this is the act that had massive hits, Native New Yorker, Inside uh, Out, Inside Out, Going Back, back to, to My Roots, back to my roots. Out, yeah. So, so, so this is an act with uh, with tremendous sort of hit pedigree uh, and uh, records that we play consistently at Reach Up Parties. We played Going Back to My Roots in, I can't remember where we played it on Saturday night. I think we played it in Berlin. Probably when you usually drop. I know uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a Hawks one, that one. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even bother packing that one. No, no, it's a Hawks special. I love it. I love it. It's a, that's a great record. So this act, Acts have, have made some great records, and we're thrilled that Odyssey are going to be joining us at Shindig this year. So we're going to talk about uh, Odyssey, about Stephen's journey in music, uh, and that's coming up a, up a bit later in the show. So uh, rather yeah. exciting, yes, yeah, that man. Be good, shouldn't it? Yeah. And uh, just running through what we played, uh, we started the show off with Aura checking you out. Then we had a bit of change with Hold Tight. Harold Melvin in the background just now when we were chatting. And this is Rose Royce on the Rose Royce Express. This is Reach Up Disco Wonderland. All aboard.
Yeah, that's Horsemeat Disco with uh, Cathy Sledge. Love that. Love All that. in Deep in Love, Joey Negro mix on Glitterbox at the hey, minute. Well, <laughs> they can do no wrong, and we, we always find ourselves playing a few Glitterbox pieces, don't we? Have Joey a, have a Negro tunes and yeah. Mighty Mouse always is in there. So they're, they're yeah. kind of like really doing some tremendous stuff, aren't they, for the scene? And uh, yeah, Definitely. We, we appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, all right, so a bit of that, and now a bit of this. Uh, this is something that I only heard for the first time last night, so shout out to Archie down in Australia for sending this through. Uh, it's always good to play new bits, isn't it? When we just stuff that we've just come across and we're just like, oh, that so much out there. That sounds good. Thing. Might as well give that a spin. So, yeah. Uh, this is Sunset City, and this is called Feel So Right on uh, the Reach Up Disco Wonderland session, Soho Radio. Thank you. 
an interesting one because uh, if you if you purchase that record on track source uh, the artist is DJ lawyer all right so I think he needs to be a lawyer well yeah because this is what we're talking about I mean really that it's just that is a bootleg is it not <laughs> of BB and Q band yeah. I mean it really sounds like it. it's a very interesting question you know sort of like where um, well, you know, the legality of, of music. And you were saying, like, BB and Q band... Well, that particular track, I did, a, beat, I, did a, yeah. I did a mix, a YouTube video mix, and, and the whole mix was pulled down because there was about 20 seconds of, of BB and Q band So they were red, red hot on it on YouTube. Three years ago, and three. then it suddenly appeared back and said that I, I was allowed to use it yeah. after three years. But but meanwhile, this is riding high in the chart. No, that. they probably yes. don't. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy world we live in. We don't really know quite what's going on most of the time. We, <laughs> we sort of skid... Just, just get through it somehow. Get through it, skid through, don't we, you know? <laughs> we try. All right, more new music. I'm not sure what this is called, but I think the artist is Jerk Boy. So there you go. <laughs> you can make your own conclusions <laughs> when you listen to this. About 15 minutes away from the arrival of our special guest tonight, Stephen from Odyssey. Let me follow through, I'll give you 
liking the sound of that. Title unknown, but uh, artist is Jerk Boy. Okay. So uh, respect due to the Central Station guys who are releasing that. So, in Australia? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure whether the artist is from Australia, but coming no. out through uh, that uh, Australian record label, yes. yes. Yes, I remember going to their record shop years ago. Oh, in, right. In Sydney, I guess. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, I'm doing a little bit of work with them, actually, because oh, yeah. they put out uh, sort of uh, on, on their tinted label the, the track called 84 that we played yep. on the show a few times, kind of instrumental uh, track that I did with Bad Bikini that we're still working on a vocal on and they're also releasing uh, something else before too long so that's all right now yeah we go back to the uh, slightly funkier vibes here's somebody else who's uh, going to be down at shindig one of the headline artists mr roy airs from the album lifeline running away Give 
You're locked into Soho Radio. It is the Reach Up Disco Wonderland show. That would be Candida with Dancing and Prancing. For years and years I've been playing Jingo, but only recently I flipped it over and started playing Dancing and Prancing. I forgot how good it was. And before that inner life moment of my life, the Danny Krivit re-edit. And we've got Stephen Colazzo from Odyssey in the place. We'll hook a mic up and uh, have a chat with him in just a minute. Got uh, plenty to talk about with him. That should be uh, pretty interesting stuff. But next, going to play one more track from the Reach Up Disco Wonderland compilation out on BB Records week before last. Uh, I'd like to play a couple of tracks from it every now and again. This would be a track by Ronnie Jones called You and I.
That would be clear with uh, Taste the Music. Uh, we edit, actually, that. Uh, but yeah, I always like that tune. Yeah, no, clear. it's sounding good. All right, we've got one more piece of music uh, to play before Stephen from Odyssey joins us, and it is an Odyssey piece. Let's uh, have a little bit of a, a listen to Use It Up and Wear It Out, and then we are in conversation talking all things Odyssey and beyond. Get 
Odyssey with Use It Up and Wear It Out. I love that tune. That always reminds me of going on the waltzes, actually, at the fun fair. You know? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Odyssey music has soundtracked our our life and our, our growing Definitely. up. And, and this that's actually getting played off uh, a, um album that you might remember, Andy. My, I brought back from Hong Kong, didn't I? You that? did. When yeah. I was maybe, I don't know, 13 or something like that. That's I'm right. 13, maybe 14. So that piece of vinyl there has travelled all the way... Uh, well, it was American press and then it went to Hong Kong and it came back to England. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Generally. Many years ago. <laughs> Stephen, welcome. <laughs> Stephen Colazzo from Odyssey. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's, it's brilliant to have you here. How are you yeah, doing, man? Nice great to be time hanging here. out with you guys. Yeah, yes, great. Sir. So, so what have what have you been up to uh, sort of recently? You, you're you, you're you're still performing live. This is uh, you know, yeah. You're not one of these guys who's got nah nah. You know, it's yes, indeed. So okay, and and you've got gigs up and coming across the the months. Well, yeah, I've got uh, well, we've got uh, probably already fifty something shows already. Wow. Uh, wow. On tap, 50, 50 odd already at the beginning of 2020. Amazing, amazing. One of which, of course, is playing uh, for us, uh, uh, Reach Up Disco Wonderland, at, as part of the Shindig Festival, yeah. which we're thrilled to have you. Uh, to, to, you're going to join us in May down there and you're going to be playing live. So that was kind of wow. one of the reasons that we wanted you to come on the show. So it's uh, it's going to be a great festival. We, we were play- chasing you down to play, weren't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we, we played there last year. We did. Uh, 
and it was uh, just like a DJ set thing. But um, and then so this year we were thinking, how can we upgrade the whole experience, offer something a bit different? And uh, you were uh, it was the top choice. We were like, we'd love to have a live act. Yeah. I wonder who we could bring in. And I think I mentioned Odyssey, and everybody just went, yeah, that'd yeah. be great. So. <laughs> so so I tell you what, why don't we rewind it and maybe you can you can tell us now. So so Odyssey originally, what city uh, were you living in when when Odyssey was was formed? Well, we are all native New Yorkers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you, really? <laughs> you, you would have hoped so. Yeah, it would have been a bit weird, weird if you're like, yeah, we're all from LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you grew. What part of New York did you grow well, up in? In Brooklyn. In and, Brooklyn. Uh, Odyssey started. Um, in the say '76, particularly, it was a means to pay the rent. Really, if right. we're completely honest, it was mm. my mom who uh, basically found the group, yeah. founded the group. My yeah. auntie, we had a lodger by the name of Tony Reynolds. He was living with us, and he played bass, and he, you know, was a good backing singer. Yeah, and there were my brothers and myself, and and a few other odds and and musicians, yeah. and we were working the tourist circuit. Okay, so you were playing, mm. like, we doing like covers. Of, yeah. of hits mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. And, okay, and uh, so okay, so you're doing all that, and then when did when did the idea come for for some original music then, rather than just the sort of cover type? Well, what happened actually was that we were doing a club one night, and uh, a, a producer, an established producer with RCA Records, yeah. Um, he was a guy who had produced a Frankie Valley of Four Seasons fame and mm. uh, Kid Creole. I'm sure you all would know. We know yeah. Kid Creole, yeah. yeah. Uh, his brother's band, or he was in a band called Dr. Buzzard's original Savannah Band. Yeah, yeah. we're familiar, yeah. And uh, so he, you know, he had quite a track record, this producer, Sandy Linzer. Was that the reason why you did the Frankie Valley cover version? That no, yeah. His suggestion, maybe. And, well, yeah. It was, okay. Yeah, <laughs> because it, it did have, it's a difficult song. And uh, which, which song are we talking about? Andy? Native New York. Native New York. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Frankie yeah. Valley did it first. Right. Mm. Which not a lot of people know that. Actually. I didn't even no. know that for yeah. decades. I've only right. I only yeah. found that out in the last few years. Right. right. Interesting. Yeah. Did you ever hear? Frankie? Yeah, because it's so associated with Odyssey, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. Like, you own you own that basically, record, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And I heard Frankie's version of it, and it. I, well, it was an album track, and, yeah. and so it stayed. You made it your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, so was that the first original? Well, that was was that the first Odyssey single that came out? Yes, that was the first album. That was the name of the first album. Well, yeah. Odyssey. That yeah. was the name of the first album, okay. I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, but it was basically under the stewardship of this producer, basically. Okay. And and was Native New Yorker a hit straight away? Did it? Yes. Right. So it was one of those beautiful things that just kind of blew up then? Well, let me tell you why. Because uh, in 1977, when it came out, the city of New York was nearly bankrupt. Right. Um, so there was no music in the schools. There was, uh, it was a really tough time in New York. The um, crime level was really high. It was one of the most dangerous cities. Right, it, yeah. So the morale in New York was really... It's down, was quite it? Quite low, yeah. Okay. Subways were just graffiti, and they were old and horrible. Yes. And, and so this anthem just sort of came out. 
because against the backdrop of that, mm. the disco thing was happening, right. especially on the gay scene. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, it was beginning to, to gain Bubble this. Bubble up. Yeah. And uh, so it, it was just the right song at the right time, particularly for New Yorkers. Right. And I think that was what started it. And then, of course, anybody who comes from a big city anywhere yeah. can kind of relate to it, even if not necessarily New York yeah. itself. And I think that also helps. Okay. So you, you said, like, around that period, uh, disco was starting to emerge. Yeah. So you, you were living in New York at that point. Does that mean that you would have been at places like Studio 54 or yes. whatever, you know, Paradise Garage or whatever a bit later? A- absolutely. Uh, pretty much after the record came out, uh, my favorite claim to fame about Studio 54 is where I actually, it's where I met Michael Jackson. Wow. Yes, ah. he was there one night and we, you know, we were doing this promotion thing. So you were performing that night? No, we were just oh, there. Just hanging we out? We just went there. I went with my mom, actually. It was just she and I. Okay. And, uh, uh, well, yeah, the, the record company was arranging for all of these, you know, being seen and yeah, all of that. You know, going here and going out. The garage was a place I used to just go hang out. Right. Straight guy hanging out in a, in, a, in a gay club. Yeah, I know all about that. But they used to just <laughs> let go and have just a great time. You didn't have to worry, as you did in the 70s, about how cool you looked. And, yeah. You know, go dancing in a three-piece suit for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Who, who, who did that? Well, yeah, somebody did. Somebody, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. Studio 54 fascinates me because mm-hmm. I, I was lucky enough to go to Paradise Garage, but uh, uh, didn't never, you know, Studio 54 wasn't on my radar. Well, it mm-hmm. didn't exist. Yeah. By the time I got to New York, it mm-hmm. had long gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, so musically, I mean, it has this legendary sort of uh, position. I mean, was it? as decadent and as crazy as maybe we would like to think or do you think it, history is sort of maybe overhyped a little bit of it because because people talk about oh you know somebody on a white horse here and you know well yeah i i, I mean i i've been there several times and then odyssey did eventually play the play the garage right, twice right I want to say garage now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the <laughs> Play the garage. Yeah. And because um, I'm just interested in in whether your experience of say Studio 54 sort of matches with the you know as I said this the it's got this legendary sort of status you know and well the legend is is pretty well earned I'd oh, say okay. I mean because I mean yeah. it was a free really free spirited place and like I mm. said it was literally in a as you know <laughs> oh, it was although, literally in a garage although, although going <laughs> Going back to the Studio 54 thing, nothing can be that free-spirited when you turn up with your mum, can it? <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. It can clip your yeah, wings. But your mum's in Odyssey, that's all well, right. Yeah, yeah. So you, your wings aren't clipped, actually. And, and, no. and, yeah, and she, I mean, it's not like she tailed me around all night. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you never had any problems getting in then, like no, everybody else did, I guess. Yeah. You were straight to the front. Well, you? that was only that one time. Yeah, that was oh, the Jackson, okay. yeah, yeah. The Jackson oh, so occasion. Okay. Yeah. Well, and he just happened to be there. I mean, yeah. we, we didn't know. It was just like, listen, there's cool. a party going on at Studio 54. <laughs> head on down. You need to go and, and head on down. Oh. And, and, and all he said was, really love your record. Oh, and great. he shook mom's hand and shook my hand and that Excellent. was it. Excellent. Oh, well, these are these are unbelievable 
sort of memories. And so we're going to play a piece of music that you that you brought. And we asked you uh, to to bring a couple of tunes, sort of influences. Um, and the first piece of music that you were going to drop is uh, from uh, an incredible uh, artist that we all know well for other records, which is Earth, Wind, and Fire. But you you didn't want to play you know, Boogie Wonderland or no. whatever. You've picked another track. So tell yes. us about how come you you picked this well, track. Well, there's a whole lot of bands that mm. existed, and they were. Bands and producers have always I've not really been an artist person mm. myself. It's mm. it's it's been bands and it's been producers hmm. who produce artists that have who would be my favorites. And Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire is amongst uh, my earliest earliest influences and this right. song evil yeah. is off of their first album i believe okay so and early early earth, early wind earth fire. Wind yeah fire. before a lot of people might even have been aware of them yeah that's right yeah all right well let's have a listen to some early earth wind and fire okay this is evil get the umbrellas up <laughs> where was this recorded
Stephen's choices, that would be Earth, Wind and Fire with uh, Evil. Yeah, and, and it's nice to hear a, a different Earth, Wind and Fire record to the ones that just crop up all the time, isn't it? It's a deeper, it's a deeper, classier, perhaps, group, Stephen. I'd, I'd like to think so, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. sophistication to see there. Yeah, I was nice just selection. seeing uh, how, because um, uh, I haven't actually heard that in a long time, and yeah. uh, of course, when you said, oh, bring some things that, that you're influence. You're into, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I just... Pulled, went in my little shed and pulled yeah. out my little box of CDs yeah. and just started and it occurred to me just now that I haven't heard that in ages but yeah. Uh, yeah. like I was saying during our our break uh, it's funny now when, when you hear older music how a lot of it well a lot of today's music seems to me to be f- faster Yes. Or, or a lot of the older yep. music, like even the old disco classics, yeah. Yeah. they seem to me now to be yeah. kind of slow when they I listen to They seemed plenty fast at the time, didn't they? Yeah, but they sure did. Like, wow. <laughs> and and the, the next, we're going to go into another piece of music uh, shortly, which um, uh, which is by Cool and the Gang. Yes. And of course, like, so those really big Cool and the Gang records, in terms of tempos of, of, of those records, get this is something that maybe a lot of people don't care about, but sort of DJs are into this sort of thing, like... Big, big records that were like 114 beats mm. per minute. Yes. But but that's slower than, you know, ha, you know that house tempo yes. is, 120 is 120 and, and above. Oh, so yeah, so yeah. if you're hearing house records in the club these days, mm-hmm. you're at 120, 122. But mm-hmm. yeah, they, they were really big records, weren't they? Big hits that were sort of 110, yeah. 114. Mm-hmm. And you're right, yeah. things have just speeded up as, mm-hmm. I suppose, in some ways as the years have, have gone on, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, the yeah. user and where it at was pretty fast. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're ahead of the curve and, there. And my wow. version is even faster. Oh, is it? <laughs> All right, let's... Let's, let's jam into this Cool in the Gang Which Which uh, track did you want to pick from the Cool in the Gang well, back I, catalog? I, I, I didn't want to go back too far, but oh. uh, my Cool in the Gang, and this is probably before a lot of you Brits even knew about these guys, because y'all kind of didn't really discover them until mm. the mid-70s. But my yeah. first album, I bought Cool in the Gang's first album, which came out in 1969. Wow! Did you buy it literally when it when it yeah. came out? Uh, well, I'm not sure how. Yeah, pretty I know early, it was pretty yeah, much around pretty that. much, and right. um, so or somebody else had it, yeah. and I and I heard it at a friend's house or yeah. something, and it was like, oh, I've got to get that. Mm. And so I went to Woolworths, as was right, and I bought this Cool in the Gang album with all my little pocket change, yeah. and, as you do, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I think I played that album. Uh, to death. Yes. <laughs> Basically. I can imagine, man. I can imagine. And at that point, you know, did you know that you wanted to be a, a singer or an artist and performer? Were you clear on your 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 route ahead for the future or, or, or not? I was clear that I was going to be in music somehow. I didn't uh, come into singing until later in life. Uh-huh. Uh, but I had been playing piano and composing songs and since I was like two, according to my mother. Oh, wow. And as far back as I can remember is maybe three. Uh Um, And there was always a piano in the house. Yeah. And I used to be able to listen to something on TV, like a jingle. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and then re- stand in front of the label. It was a Wurlitzer piano. Uh-huh. Funny what you remember. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, And I could just reach straight up and close my eyes and, and then pick. The notes out. The notes but out. E- that even I, even when you I, were too small to reach to the see, keys. To sit at the keyboards, yeah. <laughs> wow. To sit oh, at man. the keys. And your mum. So, and your mum was a had a history, a deep history as a performing uh, artist, yes. did she? Well, she was classically trained for yeah. one thing, Juilliard yeah. trained. Yeah. And uh, she was aspiring. Funny thing about Odyssey is what a vehicle it it had 
always meant for us. It was a means to pay the rent. It was yeah. a means mm. to to do things. Once mom decided, okay, well, we'll take this record deal. Yeah. Um, she was thinking uh, it would be a means for her to an avenue by which she could could put yeah. out her own songs. Her own. Yeah. She was as at least as good a songwriter as uh, Mr. Lenzo. Yeah. No disrespect intended. Sure. And um, and for me. Well, it's the same sort of thing. I, I had imagined just being a musician and playing okay. or doing something. I didn't yeah. really think so much about singing, Performing except as a and all of this backing sort of singer. Did, right. you, did you see Odyssey as being a, a long-term thing? Do you think she thought it would go on as long as it did? Well, I'm still going now. But Isn't that funny? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure we know. ever really thought about it. No. It was kind of just... It was just it was just a ride, you know. Yeah. It was just and it, like, a, and it still is, isn't yes. it? And is it not mind blowing that yes. here we are, twenty twenty? I mean, we, mm. Andy and I mm. think it's mind blowing for us because because mm. <laughs> we, you know, sort of got into music together when you know when we were kids, really, mm-hmm. you know, in in the eighties. So it blows our minds anyway. And, <laughs> and it would for anybody who's had an even longer career, it just must be out of this world the way that things can start and you know and you can be performing there mm. and having hits yeah. in the 70s mm-hmm. in the 80s and mm-hmm. still doing it now absolutely it's incredible well it let's is. let's listen to to uh, cool in the gang cool in the gang and they kind of introduce it themselves anyway yeah let's, let's do that open sesame
There you go. Odyssey with uh, Open Sesame. Great tune. Uh, cool in the Gang, even. Oh, sorry, I, sorry. Cool in the Gang. Open Sesame. <laughs> but we're going to have another Odyssey, Odyssey record on the next. Mind, it's on the mind, well, see. Just un- understandable <laughs> in, the, uh, in, in the company of uh, Mr. Galazzo. So the, the thing I want to, to talk about now is your first experiences of the UK, because obviously, you know, you had these records, uh, you know, doing stuff in America, but the UK was really where it punched through for you, wasn't it? You know, am I right in saying that... Absolutely. That, that you found an audience here that yeah. on, certainly on some of your records was way, you know, greater than what was happening in, happening in America, yeah? Yeah, well, we have five top ten hits in the UK and uh, uh, what you all refer to as rare grooves. Yeah. These kind of songs that uh, got virtually no radio play. Yep. Yeah. But was still being played in clubs and in people's homes and the B sides of records and things like that. Don't yeah. Tell me, tell her. Big that's Red that's Green the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, hang together and uh, and I'm thinking, my goodness, how do you how do you people even know this music? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we were discussing one of your records was was a number one in the UK, right? And it didn't really do anything close to that in America. So no. was that use it up and wear it, it out? It certainly was, was. UK, UK number, number one. one. Mm-hmm. And in the states, that was a was it a specialist record? Really, kind of more. Well, we had a lot of trouble in the States for one particular reason, the same reason that Dr. Buzzard did or uh, and Chase, Tracy Chapman and uh, a few other artists mm. I can think of who, uh, who were black artists who didn't fit into uh, the record industry's idea of what black artists should sound like. Mm. Um, and the whole reason that the name Odyssey became ours was because we had always prided ourselves on a musical journey. Hmm. Of course, there was already a journey, I believe, yes, <laughs> at the time. That's so, right. we, so we couldn't couldn't, we couldn't, couldn't use that. But um, and I remember sitting around at, at on a, at our kitchen table, um, trying to come up with a name, hmm. you know. And and it was because of that diverse taste in music that was going on in our home, hmm. you know, that made us think, yes, it's a journey. Because my mom could play anything, just yep. about. She could play salsa. She hmm. could play gospel she could play classical she yep. could play jazz she could play all kind of stuff mm. um so that was the the basis but america was never really ready for that sort of not until the 80s maybe with you prince and mm. a few others you know gradually over time mm. so because they couldn't pigeonhole us mm. After native New Yorker, they couldn't figure out what that what Quite to do. Where to, mm. for, for you to sit. Whereas in the UK, I guess people just said, "This is great music." This is and great music, and we don't care about the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. so that's right. I think why we were more successful in that way, as uh, RCA was more trying to make us more definably soulful. And this is where you go down the paths of your inside outs, and you yeah. don't tell me's, and you. Yeah. And you're going back to my roots, even, and, yeah. and these songs, just trying to, to make it easy, make their own jobs easier so, to sell us somewhere. So so then you were over, you were doing Top of the Pops, all this sort of stuff, I'm yeah. assuming, and you were performing in UK clubs yeah. in the in yeah. the 80s. Yeah. What was the, the difference between, like, UK club land and, <laughs> and the American thing? What were your impressions when you when you were okay. found yourself in UK clubs okay. in, in that I, era? I'm going to have to answer this very delicately. Go on, then. <laughs> But um, my my fondest memory of a club, uh, I don't, oh yeah, they had them here in London as well. Mm. There were these clubs all over the UK 
and they were kind of uh, supper clubs, I guess, as a, for yeah, lack of a better fish that. in a basket. Yeah, I know those <laughs> kind of things. They yeah, all seem to have the same, yeah, the yeah. same decor the same in basket. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we would, we were, there was one in Watford called Bailey's. I seem to remember. Yeah, that sounds the, right. It was the Golden Garter up in Manchester, I think. Okay. And okay. The night out in Birmingham, but these yeah. clubs all mm. looked and seemed yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was first, but uh, we had done our set at one of these supper clubs. And this is early days of coming here, and then they played a, a record. I'm a party guy. I'm still as old as I is. I'm still the last man standing. <laughs> Good. So, I, I, <laughs> so that's not being that We put it to the test of shindig. Yeah, oh, we will. Me. We will. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Steve, will you please go home? <laughs> I would be there with you. Don't worry. <laughs> so anyway, I was, I was, I came out after that. We had finished our set. And uh, started dancing, and, you know, it seemed fairly normal. And then I have a habit when I'm really getting into something of closing my eyes while I'm dancing. I just get lost in Fair music. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they played this record, and I was very surprised that you all knew it here in England. But they played this record, and I opened my eyes, and it looked like the whole dance floor had cleared off. <laughs> and I thought, where the heck did everybody go? Oh, and then I looked saying. down... And, and and all of the Brits were sat on, on the, the floor. dance floor doing... Oh, they were rowing. Upside the upside your head. They were rowing, yes. And you were like, what on earth like, what is going on? Is going on Surrounded here? by hundreds of, of people sat on their asses. And you were still... You uh, were standing uh, up. Your eyes Only guys standing there. Yeah. yeah. Now, and, of course, to a bunch yeah. of listeners, uh, they, this might be like mind-blowing but yes there was this one record called oops upside your head by the gap band and it became a big novelty hit because people would sit on the floor and do this dance wouldn't they yep. where you sort of shimmy forward row and, and go row, back row and then back, go to left, the side to the right, whatever yeah. and everybody was in big in rows yes. apart from you apart from me yeah. you had <laughs> no idea what's going I just on thought, oh my goodness so yes. yeah, yeah, right. that was that was a, an unusual uh, UK clubland experience. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's not the only. No, it wasn't oh, that more, unusual. What <laughs> right. was it? Something about birdies? Or oh, something? we're not going to oh, talk damn. about that, are we? Sorry, this, you asked me a question. <laughs> oh, tell you. What was my... I think I think that's an even more the birdie song. If you're referring to that, that's a, a, a an even darker point in, Brit <laughs> oh, in British darker, history than, than than what we've experienced over recent years with the whole Brexit division. So <laughs> so no, I think let's we're going to sweep that under the under the uh, carpet but, you but, can't because I still work at Butlins from time to time okay. so, so you can't sweep it anywhere you, you, yeah okay. yeah well I suppose there's there's a few records that will that will uh, survive forever that d deserve to and there's a few that will survive forever that mm, you know a little, little bit more question, questionable <laughs> let's listen to some more uh, Odyssey what about this going back to my roots what an absolute classic let's, classic let's jam this on and listen
to say that sounds absolutely majestic, doesn't it, really? I like to think so. Oh, man, it's such a great record, that. It is. It is. Tremendous. He always plays that when we DJ out of Room 71. He always plays that. Yeah, and it, we, we have that, that thing in our DJ sort of relationship where there's certain records that I'll always go for, and then there's some that Andy always goes for. And, yeah, this is just one. It's always me. I'm yeah. always the first guy to, to pull this out, to the point that, as Andy has said, you won't even stick this in your record box. Nah, you, I didn't bother bringing it you, There's no need to bring it because nah. you know I'll always have this and there'll be a moment in the night and, yep, I'll just... I'll just just draw for this. And oh, I'll always have you set and wear it up, so don't worry. Hey. <laughs> well, that's too covered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, basically, before uh, before you, you you split, so uh, Shindig, tell us uh, essentially what we can expect from uh, from yourselves in the you know in, in Odyssey is twenty twenty. What are you are you? Do you play all the classics? Do you? Yeah, we play the hits. You play the hits. We play some. Um, uh, Non-hits? Non-hits, <laughs> yes. Well, uh, what I like to think of is uh, a couple of our... I, I, well, I introduce them as uh, Odyssey Classics of the Future. Uh-huh. Uh, we've been gigging a couple of these for the last um, five or six years. Okay. And so it's getting so you can always tell. People know it. But they these, know these songs. So these They're new. Are yeah. the new songs yeah. that, that, that now your that your fan base is starting to become aware yes. of. Yes. Well, they actually seems to me you can see people's mouths moving. Going. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and are these yeah. unreleased things or pieces? Well, you that can have, get them on um, you know modern. Yeah, medium. streaming. Yeah. Bits and, okay, so bits Amazon and pieces, and such like, bits yeah. and pieces that you put out more Good. recently, mm-hmm. but they've not bedded in as much as yeah. uh, the 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 you know the, the classic big ones. Well, except for internet radio and stuff, commercial radio now it's, it's just impossible to break anything oh yeah mm. it's yeah. just impossible I, I think the i think the thing to do is just for you know i'm a artist manager and yeah you know and people will say to me you know got any advice you know young artists whatever and i just say keep doing good shit mm-hmm. keep putting it out yeah keep building your yeah. audience and that's what you do that's don't get hung do. up on like oh my god will mm. it go on radio or not mm. and yeah. no because you you never know yeah. what may or may not happen with like the media mm-hmm. but you you can you can tell the difference between a good record and a bad record mm-hmm. put out, make good music put it out yeah. keep it growing so very good advice so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing some of those pieces that are are hits of the future mm-hmm. um and i'm also looking forward to hearing the 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 classic that we know so well yeah. and this one and this one yeah so so we're going to crash the vocal but which is fine so this is one of my my favourite tunes uh, this is Hang Together we're going to wrap up on this one um, not the one of the better known Odyssey pieces but pure, oh, great pure quality one of those rare grooves it's, just, it's yeah. beautiful and it's been really really cool of you to drop by and, and hang out with yeah, us thanks, uh, Tim. tonight it's Stephen good. so thank, thank you. you so much man yeah, thank you and, for having me and uh, we will see you in a field in the southwest <laughs> in May well, I'll be outstanding Just, in a field. Well, you'll, be, you'll have sort of can, you'll be surrounded by sort of canvas. There'll be and, a tent affair going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Just it. pray for the sun. That's all. Yeah, because it, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Shindig in the sunshine is, is something special. So we'll uh, we'll be bringing, we'll be hoping that the uh, the sun shines on on us when we're all down there. We'll see you uh, at Shindig. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you so much for coming along tonight, thank man. You, we really, yeah, thank you, really Stephen. Appreciate Cheers. it. You take care, man. You too. We don't wanna
Odyssey and Hang Together, last but one tune tonight. It's been the Reach Up Disco Wonderland show on Soho Radio. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget you can uh, keep track of all of the movements of uh, the uh, Reach Up Disco Wonderland uh, crew uh, by checking us out on Facebook, Reach Up Boogie Down, and we're also on Instagram as Reach Up Disco Wonderland and myself and Andy Smith. Nick Hawks and Andy Smith both have our own sort of social media bits and pieces. On the gig front, remember this Friday, uh, Pata Negra in Bristol. Uh, And then uh, what else have we got coming up? Manchester Refuge is coming up before too long. Uh, Dublin, Scotland, back at the bussy. Um, Yeah, you know, quite a few bits and pieces in the diary. And uh, Shindig, that's the big one with Odyssey. Don't forget that. Essential festival action in May. I'm going to leave you with this. Carly Simon, brilliant record. This is called Why. We'll catch you later. Have a good one. See ya.
You want 